0: In Japan and I am your host Terrence Young and today I have special guest co-host Craig Mertens. What's up man? Are you doing? I'm pretty good. You're good? Thanks for doing this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No problem.
1: Uh, I'm looking forward to having a pleasant conversation with you on this fine afternoon. Uh, so, I'm looking yeah. outside here in Nishinomiya, Japan. How is it in Tokyo?
0: Tokyo out of my little tiny window in my hovel is looking okay, maybe slightly overcast, but pretty good day. Uh, it was a beautiful morning. I went for a run and uh, helped an old dude, this old dude with a bicycle he was looking for some uh, city office so I helped him out for a bit and he made oh, the yeah? yeah he made the great comment like, oh like I'm the Japanese person and you're the foreigner, but you're helping me out in Japan. And he was real sweet about it and so he just <laughs> said his thank yous and I said, okay, have a good day and that was cute. How'd your day get started? uh let's see
1: had a conversation with mom and dad on skype mm-hmm. and then uh headed to the office i'm here on uh Kansai university territory now
0: yeah i used to work there i worked there for actually a total three years i was two years at the sociology department and i was a year at the Sanda campus the other campus for uh i was teaching english uh mm-hmm. yeah it's a good school Kansai dakling i have yep. some pretty nice memories it's pretty huh yeah pretty campus especially for a japanese university it's got a little bit of mini stanford look it's kind of similar architecture because of the religious yeah that's
1: what i kind yeah. of uh refer it to <laughs> mm-hmm. japan palo alto
0: yeah japan palo alto that's a good one yeah
1: how's the winter been there
0: man well we had that well about two or three weeks ago i talked about this in the last episode where we had um about two or three weeks ago we had a couple of big snowstorms mm-hmm. um after that it's been it got, it got warm for a little bit it's been a little chilly this week How about down in Kansai?
1: Yeah. Well, it doesn't really snow so much in Osaka. Mm -hmm. And I don't really live there, but I've heard that this year the snows actually accumulated. It stayed Mm -hmm. after it came down. And that's a bit rare. Uh, Just a couple of times it came down a little bit, but nothing severe. Just just cold. I'm always cold in Japan.
0: Yeah. You know what's weird, though? It's like I i I used to remember being that always cold standing on the platform. I used to teach out like towards Akashi, like you know the west part west of Kobe, and I remember like coming back at like nine or ten on the train, standing on that platform, waiting for the, the special rapids so I could quickly get on the first train and fifteen minutes back to Kobe, but just like freezing and then huddling with the other people, other passengers in the stairwell. we'd all go down mm-hmm. into the stairwell and then we'd see the train come and then run up to the <laughs> platform to get on the train.
1: Uh I'm so glad I don't get involved in that race so much yeah. anymore. Uh, yeah. I used to take the trains all the time, but uh, now I, I'm uh kind of a walker. Yeah,
0: that's right. You can just walk, huh, from your place. Yep, up the hill. Yeah. Either walk or take a bike. Yeah, you're right there, right around there. That's a cool area, I man.
1: Miss, I don't miss it at all.
0: <laughs> you don't miss the trains at all. Like yeah, the only train I have is a quick jaunt on the it's the Tokyo Ikegami. Tokyo is the kind of big private train company here in Tokyo, kind of similar to Hankyu. Uh-huh. Uh, really, yeah, nice, uh, nice trains. Nice. They got lots of nice neighborhoods that they run through. So I take that, and then I get on the Yamanote, the famous Tokyo Loop line, and yeah. then I'm in Shibuya. It's less than 30 minutes door to door, so it's a great, it's a great little commute. You get a lot of delays. Not really. You know, even if there is a delay, there's not much on the Ikegami line. It's a kind of a minor. It's a smaller line in Tokyo. So that kind of holds down the delays. And then uh, on the Yamanote, ago, there, was yeah. a,
1: there was a fire in Juso.
0: Oh, man. That, I uh, think I heard about that, this. Um,
1: mess, messed up the hunky line for a bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. I heard about this. What was? Do you know what the source of the fire was? What was going on?
1: I can't tell you that, but it was like right around. It was right along like the Shoten guy. You know how? Mm-hmm. Like, not the Shoten guy. Kind of like the shops around there. Yeah. And uh, there's just pictures of like things that are wrapped up. Mm-hmm. And all morning long, you could just hear all, like every hunky station that uh, Juso is not going to happen this morning.
0: Ah, and so everything was backed up and delayed. Yeah, Juso has got a bunch of small little restaurants and a bunch of shops and old buildings all like, kind of packed in there. So I think it's kind of famous for having fires from time to time. I thought there was another one <laughs> some other time before, too. Um well i yeah, mean something
1: you don't want to be famous for yeah
0: well j- restaurants do burn down a lot in japan it was a like a, i remember it was a yakiniku restaurant somewhere in downtown kobe i saw uh, one week i walked by i'm like oh yakiniku restaurant next week i walk by wait 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 a minute <laughs> it's like a burnt down ruins like nothing left i was like wasn't well, there a yakiniku restaurant right here so it was a fire sale yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so anyway man so today on the show just to give everybody a little bit of Uh, a map or an outline so uh you know craig is big into art and so i wanted you to have you know come on and we can talk about a bunch of stuff to do with art um Mm -hmm. a little bit about japan towards the end of the show we'll have the the uh traditional nihongo time japanese lesson hour not really an hour lesson minute and but first off man um i thought we could talk a little bit about the oscars movies yeah did you watch that i didn't watch the broadcast did you get around to it
1: Nah, just the highlights from it, right? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, the Um, pizza, the selfie. There was a few like Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen DeGeneres everywhere, huh? Yeah, wasn't that the biggest like Twitter thing ever? Like it beat Obama's Twitter selfie or something.
1: (laughs) But it was pretty good. Was it? It was staged, or I think uh, actually I read an article saying like Samsung Mm -hmm. had a deal where they were going to use like their mobile phone.
0: Yeah. Cause Samsung was, a, was the uh, was the was sponsor the main sponsor of the Oscars this year.
1: Yeah, they got their money's worth out of that, didn't they?
0: I bet they did, man. They got the new Galaxy S five. Is there a new phone? All that
1: all that advertising that they do, right? Mm-hmm. Thousands and thousands of dollars that they spend, and then they just tell like. The and Cooper to take a selfie.
0: Yeah. And it's everywhere on the internet, right? You tell the world's most famous female comedian TV show host <laughs> to, hook you, <laughs> to hook you up on the biggest show of the year. Yeah, that's about it, man. You can't ask for much more. What do you think of the picks, though? Uh, yeah, let me take a look at the list. So, you know, of course, we had 12 Years a Slave, The Wolf of Wall Street. I'm just going to go through and say them real quick. It was American Hustle, Nebraska, Captain Phillips, Philomena, which I never haven't seen and barely heard of. Dallas Buyers Club, Gravity, and Her. Um,
1: Actually, I heard, I haven't seen, what was it, the uh, Philomena? Philomena. But uh, I saw Steve Coogan on the John Stewart show. Mm-hmm. And uh, I heard it was pretty good. I mean, I That's imagine it you was. should probably check it out. It'd probably be a present surprise because you don't know anything going into it. Yeah. Those are the best movies, right?
0: It was Meryl Streep and Julia Roberts? This, was this one?
1: No, that was like uh, Osage County. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. This is uh, Judy Dench. Mm, Judy
0: Dench, okay.
1: And Steve Coogan, I think. Ah, uh, okay. On a true story. All right. Or based on a true story. Do you know anything probably what really it was about? That. Uh, vaguely, mm. and I don't want to look into it too much because I want to be pleasantly surprised when I watch it.
0: Okay, you like the, you're like a low, you're a low spoilers kind of guy? Well, the, uh, there
1: was this movie, This is the End, mm-hmm. with Seth Rogen and James Franklin, yeah.
0: and
1: Jonah Hill and all those guys, and I didn't really, I remember seeing it coming out, but I didn't really look mm-hmm. into it, and I was like, uh maybe it's good i don't know and then just one day i decided to watch it and it was hysterical loved it it was good yeah so i'm glad i didn't really investigate like what critics say or Mm -hmm. what the story was about to influence my judgment on the movie
0: yeah i don't know I, i i as long as i don't i'm not told twist endings or like anything that's like like you know like a surprise or pivotal pivotal to the like how are you going to feel about the end of the movie or the outcome of some storyline? I'm usually pretty good. I'm mm-hmm. usually okay. I don't, I, don't, I don't get too bothered with um, with spoilers. I listen to a great film podcast called Film Spotting where they'll oh. review movies, but they always do it very very spoiler free. So they're really okay. good about hinting at there's an emotional scene and you're going to like it because it connects this. But they, they're very careful not to ever give it away and um cool. unless you're hyper sensitive to spoilers some people are just like i don't want to hear anything about the movie i'm going to see i think that like film spotting is great and the way they do it is really great like other film podcasts i kind of don't want to listen to unless i've seen the movie because they spo- you know they spoil the content but film spotting is great
1: okay so 12 years wins the mm-hmm. best picture yeah like,
0: what's number two okay so let's say like there was no 12 years a slave right so what would would right. be the because
1: that seemed to be like yeah A little bit of how can we not give this movie Mm -hmm.
0: the Academy Award? That's true, but it still feels like it still feels legit though. It's not—I don't think it was a pity. You know, sometimes some years like a pity choice, or it's like a finally. You know, director who like uh, when Martin Scorsese got the uh, Mm. the Oscar for Departed, which is a fine movie, but he should have got it for Raging Bull, right? Like he should have got it for Goodfellas. Like there were so many other Mm -hmm. movies that like he could have got it for that he didn't. I
1: remembered. when Crash oh. Academy Award Bix, sure. When you're watching that, you're like, really? Yeah. It's kind of like a. Was that when was Brokeback Mountain? Was that same, the same year. year? Same
0: year. Ang Lee got Best Director though. Ang Lee did get Best mm. Director, but he missed out on Best Picture because Crash got Best Picture. That's one of the notorious ones. When you first watch it, it's like this is very enjoyable, but it's very manipulative. And then mm. by the time you watch the second thing, you're like, this is just a totally manipulative movie. right like
1: but anything like kind of like reflecting on society and like yeah any like sexism or racism or any kind of like yeah cultural topics those movies tend to get the bump Mm -hmm. or the best picture sure not taking away anything away from 12 years but yeah it definitely benefited a little bit from that yeah and if it wasn't who else would have won that let me Dallas? see.
0: I'm looking at it. I always hear that Dallas Values Club is one of the movies where the performances are awesome, the movie is a little less, is what I kind of tend to hear.
1: Sounds like American Hustle too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They talked about the showy performances in American Hustle, that's true. I don't know, man. Maybe the Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. I haven't seen it, so I can't say per se, but I would maybe that's where they would people would go. Some some critics have said <laughs> her. As a kind of minor surprise pick, mm-hmm. Her might have, you know, which is one I really want to yeah, see. Yeah, gotten... like
1: this year everybody had their picks down and they're all mm-hmm. the same. So the other picks in each category didn't really
0: get much yeah. attention. There's an interesting way where none of the choices suck, but you basically knew it had to go to 12 years. Like, it's very clear. Like, it's not like some years, like there's only one movie that's good and the rest of the movies are like stinkers not stinkers, but a little, mm-hmm. you know, obviously weaker But these other movies aren't obviously weaker. They're just like 12 years, like what you said about the fact, yeah, anything to do with race and gender and the topic, but also like just the movie, like the time has come, you know, a black director based on a true story. Well, well made, apparently from everything I've heard, you know, well acted, awesomely acted. So, yeah. How about the other categories? Oh, let's see. Um, You mentioned, uh, did you say gravity? Gravity got uh, yeah best director Alfonso Cuaron yeah I saw that that was great. Um, what was so great about? I think that it, it not winning best picture but getting best director was the right choice. It's very, mm-hmm. it's a very simple story. Um, right. You know, basically, just get back home alive. You know, I don't think that's a I'm spoiling anything. I think we get you know that point. And so from there it's just like takes you on a ride. It's like a roller coaster. It's like Space Mountain. You get on Space Mountain, the rails are set. You know, first I mean first you go through I don't know if you've written Space Mountain, it's awesome. It it imitates as if you're departing for some you know, Andromeda and it's great. And it's got all these like departure signs and like you're gonna go off to another galaxy and then you get on the Space Mountain and it takes you through and everything is just like pitch perfect, you know, as far as like the the adventure, the journey and the technical aspect of it. And I love space stuff. I'm like I love one of my favorite movies is Apollo thirteen, which Uh is by no means like an artistic masterpiece. It's just a great workhorse of a movie that explains a great chapter in, in the space program that I just can't get enough of. And if I start talking about it, this show is going to become finding space and not finding Japan. So, or finding the you moon like or whatever. It. But <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. Oh, so, so gravity just gets those technical points really well. It's like, hmm. you know, the, the, the physics of it, the, the technology. It up, it? What's up?
1: it cleaned up during the uh, oscars it got I, a lot it of it cleaned awards. up
0: with the technical awards yeah mm. um, i heard they
1: were kind of like making stuff on the fly you mean like new like techn- some of the new technology yeah. they were figuring yeah. out was yeah. being made during the movie mm-hmm.
0: apparently some the, like, of it. The, the 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 core idea of the movie is like pretty old but like he couldn't do it like one of the big things was that Alfonso Cuaron said that he couldn't do it until after Avatar came out so a lot of stuff that James Cameron created to make Avatar mm-hmm. Cuaron used and it took to the next level so mm. that was really cool I think the uh, James Cameron studio or some some connection like especially the technical aspects was really heavily involved in the movie so right, right. I'm not sure if he was an executive producer but he was he had a hand especially in the technology
1: I'm guessing. Did you see it
0: in 3D? I did. I saw it in IMAX. Oh, it was sweet. Yeah. Is that um, in English? Sweet? Was it in English? Oh, was it in English? English? Uh, yeah, subtitled. Oh. Yep.
1: Really, they have uh subtitles at IMAX? hmm
0: Yeah. Okay. I, w- I was wondering how that would work. Yeah, I was not about to go see it with Japanese, <laughs> um <laughs> a dub being oh. <laughs> That'd be too heavy, huh? Oh, dear Lord, no. <laughs> yeah. No, that wasn't happening. Yeah.
1: Uh, one thing I heard
0: mm-hmm. about the
1: the telecast of the Oscars was that uh, when I think uh, Kevin Spacey presented, mm-hmm. and he did a little uh, House of Cards impersonation while he was up there. Oh, sweet! And that got a big round of applause, mm-hmm. or the people liked it, right? Mm-hmm. And uh. Matthew McConaughey wins for Best Actor, right? Yeah. And he's also in this new series that I'm watching called True Detective.
0: I've been watching that too, which is crazy.
1: I think – what do you think of this? Do you think, like, actors are going to be going in that direction? I think like, – True it, Detective is just like a series, right? An mm-hmm. eight-episode series.
0: Yeah. And then once it's done, they're done, right? I think they're going to do a second season, but it's not going to be with McConaughey and, um, who's the Right, right, right. Yeah.
1: So actors can go into that saying, all right, I'm just going to shoot this one season. Mm -hmm. It's going to be kind of like a a really long movie, Mm -hmm. if you want to think about it that way. Mm -hmm. And just knock it out of the park, and people Mm -hmm. love it. And after it's done, I can just take off and, like, do whatever I want. Yeah. So they don't have to, like, Invest so much time, yeah, in doing like a, like a Breaking Bad or Sopranos mm-hmm. or something, where they get, they have to spend years and years on one character, and then they yeah. typecast. They can do other things, yeah. So I've, I've wondered if that's like kind of uh, kind of coincidental that Kevin Spacey gets like kind of a for House of Cards mm-hmm. impersonation, and also Matthew McConaughey. I haven't seen Dallas Buyers Club, but just him and that, and just what he's doing currently with Mm -hmm. like true detective Mm -hmm. his stock's pretty high yeah and i'm thinking maybe in the future actors will be like you know what yeah i kind of want to get deeper into these characters
0: i don't even think it's a future thing i think that's what's happening yeah yeah because like tv is golden now like one you know tv no longer used to be movies had the, the high production value you watch a tv show today it's just as well produced as the average movie if not better sometimes the storylines are often more fleshed out you know the and so and there's a lot of like it used to be like okay tv was the proving grounds you'd go and you would do a tv show for a few years and then if you broke like george clooney did out of er then you become a movie star but now it's like, or people who or who had only done movies for twenty years of their career, they're like, "Yep, I want to star on a TV show," and you know, it's like, well, that's
1: that's kind of the new thing, though, mm-hmm. right? It is new, just but I mean, going back to the series, yeah. And I'm wondering if we're going to see more of that. I think we will,
0: because I think TV. Like you'll
1: see, I don't know, Julie Roberts do like a some sort of like seven mm-hmm. episode series or something like yeah. that.
0: Well, I think the, the 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 new delivery mechanisms help that too. The streaming and the you know the Netflix thing where like here here is every episode of the show for the season like we just put it all out there. I I binged I binged um House of Cards. I watched second season like within 2 days. I just like right, right. yeah, I just went crazy cuz they put them all up there and you watch them and that's it, you know. And it's like there's no
1: <laughs> Hey, do you catch yourself doing this after you binge watch mm-hmm. something? Do you find like you're acting like the people in it? <laughs>
0: Do I do I, do I do I do i do when i'm walking with a friend do i suddenly look into an imaginary camera and <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know i, like, I you know i'm teasing like, uh, you, the Space, kevin spacey's character you know those that those those little monologues
1: let's say you're watching like the sopranos
0: yeah and then, like oh no you know, oh
1: no you tell your girl you add like a couple expletives in yeah like your everyday language yeah and you're like where did that come from and you yeah Someone asks you that and you're like, Well, wow, I was watching the Sopranos all weekend. What like, you oh, you, okay, okay,
0: you okay, threaten okay. people with mafia esque like I'm gonna <laughs> off you, I'm gonna disappear you type language. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: Or you find yourself just like strutting down the street a certain way, and you're like, "What's
0: going uh, on?" What I do that definitely do that with listening to music in my um, you know, on my on my iPhone. I'm walking around and I'm like, I remember back in the day when I used to listen to a lot the the, the Superfly soundtrack a lot. with doom, doom, and I'd be walking along the street and I'd be like, "I need to chill out." I'm probably walking around like I'm a pimp <laughs> from the '70s. <laughs> I'm your mama, I'm your daddy. I'm like, "Whoa, I gotta slow down." <laughs> Yeah. and where are you like downtown Kobe or just any yeah just walking around you know like, I'm your pusher man <laughs> and I walk past Japanese people like yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: everybody's thinking KY
0: yeah they're like oh this guy lost his mind so what so you saw, Amer- saw yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah I saw American Hustle mm-hmm. what'd you think and I think I think we talked about this earlier you mm-hmm. said that like uh The acting was great, but the story wasn't so fly. Yeah. Yeah, basically that. Okay. It kind of reminded me... Yeah, it's one of those movies where there's a lot of eye candy going Mm -hmm. on as far as like actor and actress Mm -hmm. and soundtrack. I remember you're like 15 minutes into the movie and you're just hit with like three just awesome tracks from the 70s. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, wow, wow, they're really swinging at us with this, right? But, yeah, the story is like, and from, I heard this before watching it and I found myself agreeing with it. The story is just a little bit kind of making something that's pretty simple. Mm Mm-hmm. Great.
0: There's some scheme going on, right? There's some scheme and I've heard some people say like it was, not necessarily hard to follow, but just kind of like maybe blown up beyond what it, you know, like, Mm. The scheme, or whatever the main storyline is, it seems to be a little right, blown right. out of proportion to make a movie when it really wasn't that in reality. Because really. it's based on true story, right? It's like based on, like, mm. yeah.
1: And it reminded me of Heat a little bit, mm-hmm. whereas Heat had, like, you had, wow, De Niro, Kilmer, Pacino. Mm hmm. Sizemore
0: all in this movie you're like oh man this guy Sizemore Tom Sizemore before before the snow got him (laughs) you know what kind of snow (laughs) I'm talking about uh not the one in Hokkaido yeah not the Hokkaido snow before the glorious (laughs) white powder slopes of cocaine got Tom
1: Sizemore but you're you're into this heat and I like a couple scenes in heat but like overall of it kind of reminded me of like Mm -hmm. what american hustle was I was like Mm -hmm. all right all these actors are going to be in this This is going to be great and you're Mm -hmm. like let down a
0: little bit yeah with i've never you know like i've said he is a hole in my filmography and that's not my filmography but my film watchingography i should say um Mm -hmm. i haven't seen yet i know about it i know the scenes i've seen some of the clips but michael mann my favorite michael mann movie is actually the insider the one about Which. the tobacco, uh, Russell Crowe, and he—he's um, yep. the informant. I've always just oh. thought that Russell Crowe's like performance as a pudgy scientist and a little bit like at first not very courageous, and then like slowly like just becomes kind of this like nerdy badass, like where he's just like, look, mm-hmm. no, like you've threatened my family, you ruined my life, and I'm a pudgy scientist, but I'm gonna you know like I'm gonna see this through to the end, you know. And I love it, and I thought his performance is great
1: he speaks japanese in that movie yeah
0: too. yeah and not bad whoever they had doing the <laughs> consultation and stuff like yeah it's pretty solid
1: yeah. oh you know who i remember watching uh what was it a Cameron diaz movie mm. charlie's angels mm. goes into this like oh, da dear lord it's just like oh, i was like watching a train wreck in audio oh. it
0: was brutal <laughs> man isn't that funny like i sometimes wonder like you know when i when uh when we when we watch a movie that has like german bad guys <laughs> like like, like I apparently yeah. die hard like none of those guys were german and like the, the german they were speaking so horrible so apparently when they dubbed the movie when they when they show the movie in germany they say that the the bad guys are from like some other country <laughs> like because it's like it's right. like this is not these aren't germans like i don't even know how to speak our language you know and of course like alan rickman we know alec rickman's not german which you know which is fine alec rickman was rickman was awesome in the movie it doesn't matter but it's just even the other german looking dudes are not german so it's just like yeah like uh, uh rounders
1: with teddy kgb okay yeah i've never seen ah, malkovich has this like mm. awful russian accent um, it's so yeah. Over the top. It's yeah kind of makes the movie even better in a way <laughs> nice so you think like is he yeah. trying to do this yeah like so over the top yeah cool or is it A complete miss on it, but like I think I think it's okay when it's like
0: an accent and it's just like yeah you're trying to be a baddie and there's some funky accent that you got to do. Then I think it's a lot of fun. Like I mean Alec Rickman and Alan Rickman in in Die Hard is like man you know it's just like McKay (laughs) he's just great he's so like devious and weird and I love it. It'd be cool to be a bad guy in a movie, huh? It would be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah, just chew 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 the carpet, tear up the scene. Yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, out of the movies that you haven't seen, we'll just we'll finish this topic by asking you: what out of the movies you haven't seen, which one you want to see the most? Which one intrigues you? If you could only see one of these movies, I guess you gotta say it, Twelve Years. Yeah, I gotta go with Twelve Years. But anything else? It's kind of difficult to amp yourself up to see that movie yeah although uh, yeah that that is the pre-watching like experience um emotion of a lot of people it's like really like is a 12, 12 hours watching a slave you know it's like uh, right. but apparently it's like, so well done that it doesn't it's no light jump through the you know stroll through the woods but it's not mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah yeah it's like getting excited to get punched in the stomach yeah you know what i mean like it's yeah so, yeah, I can't wait to watch this thing that's just going to have me in, like, mm-hmm. in disgust and tears yeah. in about an hour, right? Oh, man. But that's, I guess, the power of movies.
0: Yeah. Apparently, oh, yeah. Lupita, Lupita Nyong'o, the, uh, the Best Supporting Actress winner uh, mm-hmm. from 12 Years a Slave, she gave, I heard a clip of her acceptance speech. It was a beautiful acceptance speech. She gave a yeah. wonderful, really wonderful, like, you know, talking about the pain of others. I stand here today because of the pain of others you know and just like it was really nice really like solid really humble <laughs> I remember really
1: James Cameron saying something or mm-hmm. doing something similar with Titanic
0: oh dear lord <laughs> he, he said like
1: uh, as he like is holding the Oscar mm-hmm. like, let's give a, a moment of silence for all the people that died on the yeah. on the boat and everybody's quiet and he goes let's party <laughs> and he just Whoa. the Oscar just yeah. like He's kind of doing the moment of silence thing just
0: to like Yeah.
1: Oh, it's written here on this piece of paper I have to do this. Hold
0: on a yeah. second. And maybe, then maybe the fact that the boat What a jerk. Yeah. I don't know. That's just weird. Yeah. I was about to say the boat sank in nineteen twelve or whatever year that was, but I was like, slavery was in the eighteen hundreds and I don't think anyone would be like, Yeah, um, you know, I could only be here because of the pain that others <laughs> suffered. Yeah, no, let's go get drunk You know, like I don't think that would work and like after you win an Oscar in a slavery movie, it's like mmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Not
1: doesn't have the charisma that yeah. Cameron has, huh? Wink, wink.
0: Yeah, exactly. Nah, she was definitely awesome. She was definitely a lady about it all the way through. Yeah. All right, cinematography. Man. Yeah. So, who won uh, cinematography? Oh, who won cinematography? Uh, wasn't that um that was Gravity? All right. Yeah, I think it was. Let me just double check, but it had to be Gravity. It's on the list here. I don't have a winner's... Yeah, but I think it was Gravity. I'm pretty sure. Because mm-hmm. Emmanuel Lubez- Lubezki. Yeah. pretty sure he won it. The cinema Yeah, that's
1: one of those movies that you have to see in a theater, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, if you got a... You have a decent... We both have the same TV. You got a decent TV. Sit up close to it. Yeah, still. It's, you're not going to get the full effect, right? Yeah. The full visual. But you also, don't, you also don't get kicked in the back. You don't get the back of your seat kicked mm-hmm. and... You know someone's not munching crotch, uh, popcorn right next to you yeah. <laughs> well maybe if it's still out probably nobody's in the theater to if you can it. yeah if you can go see it yeah and sometimes because it's just finished an oscar win and stuff they might sometimes they extend the showing or mm-hmm. they reshow it at select theaters you might be able to find it nice yeah if you can find a place doing yeah. it in imax definitely go see it i'm more of a visual guy yeah to experience it live oh no you definitely better. should yeah you definitely should it's not yeah like you're saying about the excruciating experience of going through and we like 12 years a slave you might want to see that on a smaller screen you know you might not want to be like <laughs> Ooh, dude this, this this screen is the size of a small building and someone's getting whipped on it Ugh, no i gotta stop
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like after you come out of the theater you're like let's go get some pizza yeah right? no one's doing that i know you're like oh she's uh, just like emotionally drained after you see something like yeah. that yeah so, yeah, that's probably a better in-house yeah. movie to watch.
0: Definitely. Yeah. All right, man. Well, that was the Oscars. We can switch gears a little bit. And maybe, you know, people who are listening might be wondering a little bit, you know, what you'd get up to.
1: What i get up to. Your main thing. i get up to about 5'9". <laughs> <laughs> are you 5'9"? I'm 5'7".
0: 174? 174. Right? Yeah, that makes about sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm 170. And I think I'm shrinking. Are you shrinking? The old age. Yeah, yeah my wife keeps telling me uh, that I'm shrinking. She's mm-hmm.
1: always saying that she's taller than me.
0: She's 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 fairly she's fairly tall for the mm-hmm. the Japanese ladies. Yeah.
1: 170.
0: Yeah, she's the same height as me. She wears some heels. Yeah.
1: So maybe ten years from now she'll be taller than me. Maybe. <laughs> the rate I'm going. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, What do I do besides work and watching movies? I'm in the sports, Mm -hmm. but uh, recently I've been on this art kick.
0: Yeah, definitely. Talk about that.
1: Yep. Uh, So this month at uh, Cafe Absinthe, Mm -hmm. I have an exhibition called Ladies First, which features some paintings that I've put together also some other things as well mm-hmm. and uh yeah i do the art thing
0: yeah you know for me the first time i knew like you were like for me like the first time i knew like man this guy's like uh the savant of art you know he's around me like you know just the people i know like he could draw like you know and do art like crazy it was that your little night your little nightscape of paris so i remember mm-hmm. yeah seeing that for the first time maybe seeing a posting of it on something and then you know
1: yeah i love that i love that comment from people like i didn't know you do art <laughs> <laughs> yeah now you do
0: yeah like wait, wait, what? Just cause, <laughs> what do you think i'm just like me man <laughs> me watch <Yeah>. sport <laughs> me drink beer <laughs> <laughs>
1: i guess i i come off as more neanderthal than uh yeah. troubled artist
0: yeah well this you know this, this, this being this, you know this being uh audio you know you're You're a fairly stout guy, you know, you're, you know, you, you, I mean, you know, that definitely You got to build me up a little bit
1: better than that. Husky? (laughs) Oh (laughs) yeah.
0: No, I have a friend of mine who like, who was uh, also kind of, when he was in high school, he was kind of stout. And so it's, or the junior high or something. And his mom took him to the Husky men store or something. And actually, mm-hmm. he's smaller than you. I mean, you know, he's not that, you know, he's not that husky, really. But it's just like, it was just kind of funny. He said that was something that he always felt embarrassed about because his mom had taken him to the Husky Guy store. And I'm a small guy. So from my point of view, I'm like, I wish I was, I had a little bit of, you know, I wish I had was a little bigger. I'm a small guy. There so
1: Yeah. It's difficult to shop, man. Yeah, is it? Especially in Japan? I buy clothes in the stores, most of the stores. Yeah. Except for uh, some of the outlets. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you go to, like like the big and tall sections in yeah. these places and I put them on and I'm like wearing a tent yeah it's
0: just, yeah, uh, yeah what's up with this thing where the, like yeah there's no middle ground right like
1: there's nothing for like someone with huge not huge but like kind of big shoulders mm-hmm. I, I remember I was at this shop and I put on this shirt and it was it was so confusing to me that the shirt fit me around the waist yeah but the chest and shoulders mm. were so tight I couldn't like button the shirt oh man and yeah. I was thinking like who is this person yeah. wearing yeah.
0: this shirt like it yeah, desi- was it designed for like a kind of a, a relatively small frame Japanese guy who decided to drink a lot of beer and eat a lot of donuts and then get to middle age so like there's like yeah. it's, it's still for his shoulders but it like accommodates the new belly that he developed over the last you know
1: thin guy with a deer gut yeah yeah man deer gut, deer gut. a beer gut <laughs> i was nice. thinking about that gary larson comic
0: what's up the far side two bears standing,
1: yeah yeah two bears standing there and like uh bob's got a deer gut <laughs> want want
0: yeah no i love i love that kind of stuff though. that was gary larson's trademark man a little bit corny but somehow insightful Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I have the issue. I go, I get clothes from Uniqlo, and everything fits great, but the sleeves are short because I have long for my size. I have longer arms than like the average Japanese guy of the same size. You know, like just mm-hmm. these weird things where, like, yeah,
1: yeah, I have a. I wish my sleeves were longer because mm-hmm. when you wear cufflinks mm-hmm. in a suit, like nobody really sees it because the sleeves too yeah. short. When you're wearing a jacket, yeah. So I wish I had like little. Maybe two, three centimeters on my sleeves mm-hmm. when I wear that. That's
0: where you got to get the custom made.
1: Yeah, yeah. Go back to Bali or Thailand and get mm-hmm. that done. That's
0: right. Yeah. So yeah, uh, art. So we were <laughs> we were starting at art, and then we went to clothes for some reason. But it's all good.
1: got not we were off the path a couple of times. Yeah. Like but uh yeah i've always liked art what Mm -hmm. about
0: you you're into art right yeah when i was a kid you know i started i loved uh growing up in japan as a kid like on military base and stuff but watching the japanese anime anime on tv i loved dragon ball and like uh there was an animation called saint Seiya, which was not very internationally very popular but other japanese Mm -hmm. people know but dragon ball was huge so i used to draw like i would draw like goku the main characters or i used Mm -hmm. to be into like anything military so i'd draw like Battleships and spaceships that were battleships. I used to watch Star Blazers. It's called Yamato in right. Japan, and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I remember I used to draw that kind of stuff, and um was pretty good at like hand drawing stuff. I was pretty good at portraits. It's one time I was in um I was in math class, and I didn't enjoy math. This is junior high, and I think I was drawing a caricature of my teacher wearing pajamas that have like math equations on the pajamas <laughs> and so i was drawing <laughs> this cartoon version of mr jardot my math teacher and he spotted me and i was wrong i shouldn't have been drawn in class i gave him attitude because i was always giving him attitude in class i hated math and so like, i got sent to the office mm-hmm. and I'm, um, and i'm um no, no no i'm sorry i wasn't drawing the math i did do a caricature but actually what i was doing that day was actually i was drawing an actual face portrait of him like a real like like realistic portrait of him okay. and then i got sent to the office so i'm waiting in the principal's office he finally comes by and he's like look dude you know like yeah this drawing which he confiscated from he's like yeah this looks okay man but you need to focus on the math and you need to listen and pay attention in class man whatever and then he, and he goes here's a sign that you don't pay attention look at this drawing and he shows me my drawing and i'm like yeah what's wrong with it i think it's perfect i drew it <laughs> and he's like look carefully i look and i forgot i, ha- I forgot to draw his ears so he's like, "You didn't draw my ears. See, you're not. Li- it's a sign that you don't listen. Like I didn't. Well, it's your ears, not my ears, but okay. It's a so, sign you don't listen. Yeah. But he was real cool about it. Actually, he gave me the picture back, and he and he said like, all right, now draw my ears.' So I took a look at him and I drew his ears right there. You know, like it was cute. Mm-hmm. I think I gave him the picture. I was still in he trouble, but he was pretty school cool school. about it. I was uh, I was mouthy. I had attitude yeah. problems. Yeah. This, he threw chalk at me once. Mr. Jardot threw chalk at me once. He would write on the board, T-H-I-N-K. And I'd be like, do not understand. That's why I'm having problem with this math. It's not because I'm not thinking. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. He was a good right. guy, though. A terrible teacher. Good guy. I told him one time. He said to me, you're a bad student. And I said, you're not a very good teacher. And, he, and we both kind of looked at each other and laughed. And I was like, you know, I wasn't trying to be an, a- an ass about it. I was just like, look, ah, you're right. I'm not a very good student, but I don't think you're doing a very good job as a teacher. So <laughs> how old are you? Uh, 13, 13, Nine. 14. He was like, but we, he was cool. I mean, he still failed me one year. I took his class again later and did better, but I mean, I liked mm. him. He was a good guy. Just, he was a, not a very good teacher. He was very impatient. Anyway, that's my Funny. Mr. Jardo art, art story.
1: Yeah. Uh, my art story from junior high school would be, uh, we had a, we had a foreign exchange student from Thailand. Mm-hmm. Uh, mike
0: <laughs> okay a yeah, very traditional thai name mike
1: mm-hmm. Nah, i think his name was uh super sid
0: okay or something like how that come his nickname his
1: last is... name was uh is this one of those
0: things where they, oh, no, they no, i don't know but i was just US, thinking if his name and is, and is like, super like, sid how come is... i know but how come if his name is super Sid, he has the perfect nickname super yo super man, super. man that's that's awesome
1: <laughs> well his last name was Superbundant. really <laughs> it was mike Superbundant, yeah okay anyhow we're in uh, class, yep. and I uh, also played baseball, and we're sitting in this uh, mm-hmm. art class, and everybody's wearing like nice shirt and necktie. And uh, at a certain time, we were excused to go catch a bus to go play a baseball game. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh, So I'm sitting next to Mike Superbunit and uh, raise my hand, and Mr. Venton, it's one uh, thirty. I have to go catch a bus to go to the baseball game. And uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. And the uh, Super he sits up and he starts walking with me. Mr. Vinton goes, hey, what about, wait a minute. You're not going. You're not on the team. And he's like, yeah, I, I play for the baseball team. And Mr. Vinton looks at his clothes like, you don't have a tie. And he goes, I am tie. <laughs> he walks out the class. <laughs> he turned back in and walked back into the class, but it was was a pretty good, like, mm-hmm. uh, Costanza moment where he uh, <laughs> does a one-liner and walks out.
0: Nice. Uh. But, uh, yeah,
1: I've, I like to draw comics and stuff like that, mm-hmm. too, when I was a kid. I read a lot of Snoopy comics, little peanut comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, took some art classes in junior high, high school. Did some drafting classes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in university, I... I didn't take art initially. I took like science classes, like biology and chemistry and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I didn't do bad, but I didn't do great. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be anything of a doctor or scientist, ability, you have or, to be great. Yeah, right? you
0: got to be pretty good. So it's a vocation to some degree. Bailed, but yeah,
1: Bailed on that and didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I just decided to study what I liked. So I studied art Mm -hmm. and did some studio classes, but graduated in uh, art history. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And uh, yeah, after that, I was like, now what, right? I didn't think I'd be an artist or didn't have any intention to be one. Mm -hmm. Then after that, I decided to come to Japan because you can make some money, which I didn't have any of at the time, Mm -hmm. and travel the world. I thought, okay, let's do that. And then I brought some of my brushes and paints along with me and did some uh, kind of landscapes, but nothing really serious. Mm -hmm. uh, It's a little difficult to work with oils when you're moving around often, as I was in Japan. Also, you kind of need a place to set everything. Yeah. You need, like, days for it to dry.
0: So a lot of people, that's where you can use, a lot of people just use ac- acrylics. Acrylics seem a little easier to handle than oils. I've never painted mm-hmm. with oils, I'm not sure, but it seems like it.
1: Well, I guess, I don't know. I was just, in uh, university, we always use oils. Mm-hmm. So I haven't really tried messing around with acrylics so much. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but currently, yeah, I've moved to Ishinomiya, and in my house now, I kind of have a little crawl space that mm-hmm. I use as a studio. Yeah, you got a at,
0: to... atelier. You got a little atelier, or some yeah, people will call it be... a man cave. <laughs> although you have a quite the, st- although like by standard man cave, it would be like a, it would be like a a, a lazy boy with like beer places mm-hmm. to put beer. But no, yours is like you know like it's like nice. Like you got like art product, art projects, and like cool things going on. Like, yeah,
1: yeah, it's and it's definitely a cave in the fact that you can't really stand. Yeah,
0: in it, uh, it's pretty. It's kind of loft, kind of attic, attic like. Yeah,
1: it's yep. pretty cool. Crawl space type oh, yeah. thing where I just have like a chair with rollers underneath that I spin around and mm-hmm. do my work on. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I'm allowed to go up there and decompress and mm-hmm. paint and chill out and make a mess and.
0: Yeah,
1: I like it. I like it that I have that there, and then mm-hmm. I can just like go downstairs and be in my house. Yeah kind of nice
0: that is cool yeah that's definitely a nice little yeah your little getaway hangout do you mm-hmm. think yeah i also uh i
1: also made like some uh what happened this how can i start this yeah about like three years ago i was teaching english in Tokyo, mm-hmm. and i wasn't really satisfied with like how my classes were going mm-hmm. like it just uh just having trouble getting through to some of the students, mm-hmm. and I thought about what am what am I doing wrong right mm-hmm. what am i what am I doing wrong teaching
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I was thinking about the subjects that we were teaching, I didn't really like it, like it seemed to be too varied, like one week we're talking about shopping, mm-hmm. next week we're talking about weather,
0: mm-hmm.
1: next week we're talking about movies, mm-hmm. right just seemed to jump around a lot yeah And i thought about my college classes and uh it's like why don't we why don't these kids like study english but study using content from a different thing yeah like psychology or something And really get into something
0: yeah yeah
1: and then i was like oh what about art you like Mm -hmm. art i was like there you go so i started to like read more about art started to go to Museums mm-hmm. and exhibitions, and starting to get that flavor going again, mm-hmm. and that's when uh, we also kind of moved to our new place, and when I started painting again. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like a combination of a lot of things that get me going and yeah. starting back into the art game again.
0: Mm-hmm. You don't have to talk about a whole bunch of it because I'm sure you you did a whole semester. There's a lot of stuff going on, but what were some of the things uh you taught? In your you teach in your art class? What were some of the topics? Well, I was, things that you guys focus
1: it's basically on. kind of like a art 101 mm-hmm. from my university days and kind of like using the same kind of techniques with a huge projector mm-hmm. and uh seeing a visual and having students talk about it but it's it's probably from the 1400s mm-hmm. to present day mm-hmm. and we just go through a lot of i think influential artists it's kind of hard to narrow all that down mm-hmm.
0: yeah definitely what surprised you about their reaction because I think something about that like Art is a topic, and you know, especially from the if you go from the 14th century or the 1400s, there's you can imagine like some things like you get you know you're into it, so you get excited about it, and you know you want to make it exciting for them. But some things are just gonna like they're gonna look at you with glazed eyes, and other things, mm. you know, was there any surprise where you're like, oh man, I don't know, man, this Rothko week is gonna to be tough, and then all but for some reason they were like, whoo, wow, you know, like was there anything that surprised you with their reaction where they kind of, you know, um, they kind of yeah, caught on more than you expected.
1: Um I think I surprised them mm-hmm. in some cases where one of the images we looked at was a uh, Shepherd Her- Shepherd Fairies Hope okay yeah with Obama mm-hmm. and uh we also looked at a uh, obey giant stickers right? mm-hmm. and uh some of the students in the class were wearing obey like tuke or sharp. yeah yeah nice look at that that's this guy yeah so to see kind of that light turn on yeah it's kind of a kick like it is relevant this is something that you see every day yeah but they don't really know the the message behind it mm-hmm. the meaning yeah or the yeah. where it
0: came from it took me a while to um <laughs> not um not not give the black power salute the japanese dudes who were walking around with malcolm x t-shirts <laughs> when i realized they just don't even know <laughs> what that means i mean i wouldn't literally do the black but i would look and be like and i would I remember initially i think one time i was like oh nice shirt and the guy just was like huh i was like oh yeah this guy does not realize what he's wearing like this is some Mm t-shirt he got somewhere and it's like after that i just like when i see people wearing that stuff i don't expect them to understand so you know like like there was no like so like yeah i mean i guess you know like finding those connections or knowing about what something is i think it's
1: yeah i think could be uh, interesting uh, well as a I don't know, educator. I guess our job is not only just to teach English, but to teach mm-hmm. students about life around them and things that yeah. are going on. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Obey, or I see a lot of uh, Keith Haring mm-hmm. T-shirts and stuff like that from yeah. Manipo, right? Yeah, but people don't know about who he was, how he,
0: he had AIDS, died of yeah. AIDS. And yeah,
1: his uh, foundation. Helps support like LGBT causes mm-hmm. and stuff Yeah, like they that. Didn't
0: know that he's gay, all that kind of stuff, yeah.
1: So when you kind of go into that a bit more, oh, right? It, LGBT is kind of a mm-hmm. not a very popular term, I think, here in Japan. No,
0: no. Today, I mean, here in Japan, so like. Like there's still like the acceptance gateway for accepting uh, gays and lesbians is still with the the talento, you know, the like kind of the one, the the the, mm. the kind of uh, flamboyantly gay talent on TV shows. It's like a still a c- comedy angle, um, mm. which I still think is better than nothing. And, and light years ahead of Russia and the just outright despicable like <laughs> evilness so that's, that's going on it. over there. But who you know, but still like in Japan, it's like. There's no, a gay person is still someone on TV who goes like, hey, you know, like, and they don't, people don't realize, no, there's your neighbor or some regular person walking out there. Like there's no, or whatever the person is, right. It's not a, there's not always a set, there's not a set behavior to being, to mm. being gay or to being a lesbian, but people don't realize that yet. They still think it's this thing where like flamboyance or like, you know, cross-dressing.
1: Yeah. I think it's just becoming more accepted around the world, especially marriage equality like in the u.s where many states are recognizing same-sex marriages and other countries are following suit uh i wonder when japan will be in line to adapt its laws to accept same-sex marriages as equals as other people getting married.
0: yeah it'll be interesting um you know i mean i think while there is plenty of discrimination and plenty of um homophobia in japan i don't think it's as malicious as in other places and i don't think japanese have quite an inherent like i don't know like a aversion to it as some other cultures might have so i think it still take time i don't think there's a full acceptance and there's a lot of you know uh putting it under the what do you call it <laughs> putting it under the carpet or you know what the, you know right. kind of behind the scenes kind of thing and um and that's a tendency of japanese society to kind of let things like kind of be underneath the surface and not really confront them so much so in that Mm -hmm. sense it might take a little time but i think it's a it'll be a gradual process i don't think it'll be anything i don't think i wonder if people are aware of it hmm. do you think the public actually
1: knows that no they cannot be married they being the uh lesbian gay. yeah
0: i i wouldn't i think you have a good point there I, i think it's I guess if you press them on it, they'd go like, oh, yeah, that's right. But I think they don't think about it. You know, I think it's yeah. so. It's so just, There should be
1: some sort of like a, an awareness factor mm-hmm. involved in saying like, yeah, like. It should be. Everybody should be just cool with it. Mm-hmm. And not even. Mm. I, don't know, I can't really properly wrap that up correctly.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I do think that the stuff that's going on TV as as sometimes stereotypical and kind of, you know, for comic effect it can be, I think it's one way for people to realize, oh, wow, there are different kinds of people in our society and, and mm-hmm. to slowly get exposure. And I think people people did and then from there it goes to a little bit more oh I know a guy I work with or I know someone in my neighborhood and then it goes more and more or it becomes a part of their daily society and then hopefully mm-hmm. that will eventually lead to the issue coming up and maybe sometimes coming to a heads a little bit but eventually hopefully marriage equality and just you know a general acceptance in society yeah man Yeah.
1: you gotta get on board alright so uh why don't we wrap this up, dog mm-hmm.
0: Sounds good. Uh, so let me, me.
1: yeah. plug my Ladies First
0: exhibition. All right. Yep. Go ahead. Definitely.
1: Uh, Cafe Absence in Osaka uh, with owners Dimitri and Miho letting me decorate their walls. You can come and check out art, Ladies First, some portraits, and also some landscapes that I have up all this month and march 30th we'll be having a afternoon evening event so come down if you can
0: i'll be there you there right yeah i'll yeah, be there yeah, yeah. and so definitely come down and support craig uh it's some awesome stuff he's working on it's really cool to see you doing all this stuff and i'll put up links for the for cafe absinthe on the finding japan site and also uh craig is selling his wares on society six
1: yeah, that's a, that's a pretty cool website. Anybody can put their art up, mm-hmm. and uh, you can sell prints and posters and even clothing and iPhone cases and mugs. and I think the latest thing is shower curtains.
0: Shower so curtains? They
1: can print anything on anything, it seems, and they print it, package it, and send it.
0: If I didn't live so, in a share house,
1: that'd be pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, it would be. So yeah, it can come to your door. Nice. You know, they have promotions sometimes for free shipping and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's worth checking out. Not only for my stuff, but mm-hmm. uh, there's some other cool
0: stuff there as well. All right, cool. That's society6.com, right? Right. Yeah.
1: And search Craig Mertens. Yeah. Put up T Dog. I think. I will,
0: so. The link will be up. No worries. And. Yeah. Is there anything? Last is, uh, words? Yeah. Thanks for doing this. Uh, not much last words, but uh, I look forward to hearing this. And uh, doing
1: this again
0: It's fun. Definitely, man. Uh, it'd be great to have you on again. And yeah, I just got to get into the, my editing layer. Not really. My magic and, and get this all cleaned up and hooked up. And it'll be uh, up soon. All right. Uh, you've been Bye. listening to Finding Japan. Uh, with uh, Craig Mertens Thank you And me Terrence Young Alright Bye bye you